happy summer, everybody. The weather is getting warm, but it's not too warm yet. Just remember, if you're cold, they're cold. Welcome to Center Stage with Spinalzo. I'm Amanda. I'm Tess. And I'm Avery. Guys, we made it through finals. It is now summertime. It's summer. Woo-hoo! I'm back at the beach. Woo-hoo! So we're going to take the episode like we do every semester and just kind of talk about what E52 accomplished. But to do that, we have a very special guest with us, don't we? Yes, we do. Some might even call her um, your roommate, Amanda. Um, My former roommate. Still your roommate spirit. I'm I'm there, (laughs) physically manifesting in your room. It's Caroline. What's up, guys? It is Caroline. Hey, Caroline. Can you feel that? I'm poking you. Dude, stop. Sorry, man. (laughs) I'll knock it off. I'm doing pretty well. It's definitely, um, it's been an emotional few weeks. Um, And it is surreal that a week ago I was in Newark. Well, Caroline, before we get started, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit for the listeners who may not know you? Of course. So my name is Caroline Berger. Um, I was the social coordinator for the 21-22 eBoard. I just graduated. I majored in art history and art conservation. I had minors in English and studio art. Um, let's see, my favorite show that I worked on with E52 was Laughter on the 23rd Floor. Um, and I'm trying to think of a fun fact. I don't have a fun fact about me, but I've decided my new favorite um, hot take is that vegetables don't exist. Uh, they don't? <laughs> Any, there's no part of a plant that's the vegetable. Any vegetable, is, it's a social construct, really. Wait, I know a fun fact about Caroline. What's the fun fact? Caroline, what do you know about you- me? You wrote a big old thing this semester. A fanfic. I did. (laughs) I spent, um, you might not have seen me around much, because I spent approximately 25,000 hours in my room. But I eventually wrote my thesis. So I graduated with a degree with distinction. I wrote a thesis about evaluating art. And all these wonderful people came, and they watched me talk about it and defend it. And it was the best thing on earth. Carol, even though you weren't around a lot this semester, you still did make sure that you were around for E52. Like, I know you think that you locked yourself in your in your little tower like Rapunzel, but you were around for everything <laughs> you did. That's why we wanted to have you on, because you got to see a lot of it as, like, a spectator. Um, but you did, you were on core fours, and you were a part of, like, a lot more than I think you thought you were. I definitely agree with that. So I'm, like, my whole semester yeah. started off with, um, 24 hours of theater so that was a little bit crazy to like jump right into the semester where I was like oh my gosh wait I have to figure out all of this stuff and get all of this stuff together um and I was really nervous about it because I have never done 24 hours before um 24 hours has not really existed in the past couple years and then suddenly I was in charge of it and it was me like four or five texts to Ashley Taylor and this google folder that Ashley made um, that became like my literal Bible. Um, I think I opened that document like no less than five times a day. Every time I had my office hours, I would just open it and be like, okay, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? Um, but oh my God, what a fun way to start the semester. I am still in awe of the fact that we had people memorize like two shows each. We had cast that just performed back to back two shows. It was amazing. Uh, we also had a bunch of new people, like people that hadn't uh, 
really stepped out onto the stage before. A lot of people who hadn't tried their hand at either writing or directing before come out for that. Um, and it was just so much fun to see. I think that was like the biggest part of me that stuck out from that day was just that like it was straight chaos and I was so stressed, but I was having the time of my life. Um, and the other thing that just made me really happy was how many people were like, okay, I can't make the full 24 hours, but if there's any way you can squeeze me in for a second, I want to be there. Um, so we had the wonderful Maddie Thompson guest stars, Athena, um, obviously the iconic Trojan whore, Melissa Braun, <laughs> Jenna Dorian, of course, had to make a cameo. It was my favorite thing. Loved that. Do you want to explain what 24 hours is to people That's who might not know what it is? such a good idea. <laughs> Um, so 24 hours of theater, it is a series of one acts around a theme, um, but they are all written, casted, directed, produced, acted, put on, etc. all within the span of 24 hours. So this was Friday, March 4th into Saturday, March 5th. Um, so Friday night, we held auditions, we had people come out. Uh, and then based on the number of people that we had audition um, and the people that we had, we wrote plays for each of them. So we wound up dividing uh, our group into two, like one like core three person cast and one core like four person cast. And each of those casts received two shows to memorize um, and act out. And it was absolutely incredible to see. And then we also had people like, so for our directors, we had Gianna. Um, and then we had Harper really step up and take on this incredible role. She was like a little nervous about it, um, but she was just so excited. and was like, yeah, I'll do anything to help out here. Um, so she got to step up, really bring her show to life. So she wrote a fantastic one um, about Zeus's intervention, about you've been around too many women. Uh, things are going bad. And it was so funny. Um, and just watching her watch her vision comes alive magical and yeah it was a (laughs) sorry not to cut in but it was a lot of fun because like I had never done an e52 24 hours before I don't think I think the only one in this recording session who had done it was Amanda um (laughs) but it was so much fun it was so chaotic but I actually ironically read the scripts today because I'm still unpacking from the semester but I like I found my scripts when I brought them home and when I was putting them away and I reread them and I was like we did this all in 24 hours and I was like how did we do all this um because I ended up being one of the actors in the four in the like group of four but with a uh with Amanda um but it was still so much to memorize I'm like how did we do that we the group we did the two of them one of them I wrote the Ciliad. Rest in peace, the Ciliad. Um, with, we also had Riley Kalpin and then John Demko. And I remember writing it, and I was like, I think I think at that point we knew that we were going to be performing that one. And I was writing lines, <laughs> and I had casted it. And I was like, we have to memorize this. And I purposely, and I don't think I ever told anyone this, I purposely cut, like, so many of my lines and, like, gave myself the fewest lines possible in this entire script <laughs> because I knew I wasn't going to be able to do it. So, like, there were so many, like, different, like, jokes that I had, but I, I cut all of them out. I was like, I can't. I'm not going to be able to memorize this on top of another show in 24 hours. <laughs> um, and I think the best part of the silly ad, and I'm just going to hype myself up, the character Agamemnon, um I when I tell you that I put as many jokes in that had like I could like 
like play off of Agamemnon. So like talk about a red flag Agamemnon. And like I because I just I sat on like dictionary.com and I was like words that rhyme with flag or have a G in them or have like it ends in an N and like trying to like go off. <laughs> and I think that's what I spent. I spent more time doing those bits than any of the plot. <laughs> It's true. I was reading them and I was like, I didn't realize like how many of those were in there because I keep reading, I keep, kept reading them and I was like, oh my gosh, there's another one. I was also impressed because I also wrote one, which mm-hmm. our group did not perform. It was for the group of three to perform. Um, we ended up calling it the School of Athens, but it was based about around all these Greek mythological deities and they were all in detention and just the chaos that ensued. And I remember I was so worried about coming up with jokes because like, I don't think I'm a funny person. Like I just can't come up with jokes off the top of my head. It was it was really cool seeing something that I had wrote with the help of John Demko and um, Josh Whitehead also helped me a little bit. Um, but it was really cool to just see something that we had put so much time into coming to life. Yeah, I had talked was... about it before we did 24 hours, but it w- it'll always be my favorite days in E52 because you felt it by the end of it. We were all so tired that everything was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> and then we, we, I remember we saw Tess afterwards, like we all went to her house to say hi. And I think that I had like newborn head. I was so tired, but we, we had a good time that night. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know, Caroline, if you saw it, but I walked to your and Amanda's apartment and then walked to Trabant with Amanda. But as I was walking there, I had like my school backpack with my textbooks in it because I had an assignment due that I was going to do like backstage. And then I had a backpack with all my props and costumes in it. And then I had another bag because I needed like a bag as a prop and that had stuff in it. And then I had the camera bag um, because we were going to record it. And then I had the tripod bag because we were going to put it on a tripod. And I'm walking across campus. And now I also put on my costume before we walked there. Um, and I was playing like two surfer bros in both of the shows. So I was in swim trunks and a Hawaiian shirt and flip flops walking across campus with about 17 million bags on my back. And I on kept... March 4th, it was yeah. March 4th. <laughs> and we were, I was, I couldn't like text as I was walking to let Amanda know that I was coming, but I kept sending her voice recordings and I must have sounded delirious because I just like kept sending them over and over and over again but I think I showed up one second long yeah they were like one second long but I kept I showed up in your apartment and just stood there and I think Amanda cackled I did but you also dropped everything once you got into the door you like dropped everything onto the ground because it was probably so cumbersome to walk with all of that (laughs) oh yeah I just remember getting back that night and just I like I think I walked directly upstairs I don't think I even changed I'm pretty sure I went to bed fully just in jeans and was like I can't I just need to sleep right now and I did and I think I slept like at least 10 hours well approximately (laughs) actually not approximately exactly one week after 24 hours of theater happened we had another show um this one we were all involved in either on P staff or as actors, but it was our production of The Lottery and No Exit. Woo! You did nothing for this show, right? No. Nope, absolutely. He wasn't nothing. even there, I don't think. No, this he didn't even show up. He wasn't there, yeah. Kind of sucks. This was the one show I was not involved in at all. Mm. 
but um, Tess, do you want to talk about it a little bit? So I would, except for the fact that, um, oh my God, guys, you don't know this, but we're actually joking. Avery was the director of both shows. Crazy. So he was there all the time and he did do absolutely everything for the shows. So Avery, actually, do you want to talk about the shows a little bit? (laughs) Oh, fine. Um, (laughs) So the Lottery No Exit were two one-act shows that we um, put um, together. So we performed them back to back. Their plots have nothing to do with one another. Their characters do not overlap anything, but they were both one acts. So when I proposed, I said, hey, we'll perform one for act one, one for act two, and we'll go from there. Um, and I had the wonderful Caroline Berger as the production manager. And then Tess played Tessie in um, the lottery which was act one, and then Amanda played Inez in No Exit, which was act two. But yeah, the the plot of The Lottery, if you've ever read the short story, The Lottery, it's the same exact thing. There's a little farming town, and every year they have this ritual of everybody pulls a slip of paper out of a box, and then the quote-unquote winner, you can't see my air quotes, but the quote-unquote winner <laughs> of The Lottery actually gets stoned to death. Um, and lo and behold, Tessie pulls that slip so Tess got stoned on stage but then the plot of No Exit which Amanda was in is three people find themselves locked in a room and it's slowly revealed that they're in hell and that they are each other's punishments um and it's just a a spiral from there um but yeah do you guys have anything else about the show that you want to add I mean I directed it but uh Caroline you saw kind of everything from the backstage kind of perspective and then Tess and Amanda you saw everything from the stage so what was that like um it was really cool because I kind of saw the very beginning of the production and then the very end of the production um so like I was there for auditions um I got to see all of that happen I got to see like our casts come to life as people read with each other um and as we had like callbacks and just watch people connect that way so that was like kind of like the first like inkling of like oh shoot this is gonna be really cool um we've got really talented people to work with and then obviously we had some big changes over the winter we had some people like really step up and step into brand new roles um so then by the time I was seeing like the performance part of it again it was literally tech week um so I was just seeing what at that point was almost a fully formed show. So to see it go from like an idea, see all of these big changes, hear about all these big changes and then actually see them happen was so cool and so magical. Um, And then I did also spend, you know, semesters like running fee staff meetings, which was wild because it was like, you know, I'm hearing about these things that people are doing. Um, I'm checking in with all of them. We had a bunch of new fee staff members um, for this show as well so we had like new lighting new sound um and we had a bunch of like our like upperclassmen really step up step in to help train them and get everyone acquainted with everything um but it was a lot of like this is wild like this is kind of like a whole new generation of e52 or the people that are taking charge of the show and it was really magical to see i keep saying the word magical i feel like that just is that's my word of the day um that's how e52 makes me feel uh, but for the show it was just doubly true seeing from nothing to something. 
all of these new people like really giving it their all and succeeding beyond I think what I like beyond I think our wildest dreams just watching this whole thing happen and then seeing you know my friends on stage performing their hearts out um that was wonderful my favorite thing to do um is watch from like the wings backstage because I love the perspective it gives you you kind of get to see like both like literally behind the curtain um but then it's like this perspective like the audience was never meant to have and so you really get to just get you notice like little things like little facial expressions that the actors make um like little body movements um you can watch them like if they break like they like kind of turn to the side and stuff you get to be like kind of privy to that moment so that is one of my favorite ways to watch a show um is from this awkward sideways angle where you can't quite see everything (laughs) but you get to see all of these little special moments um so that was just amazing that was kind of my perspective on it was just seeing like all of the background information seeing the beginning and then whoosh here's a whole show um and what felt like a week and a half for me personally (laughs) Um, I would say, honestly, I feel like um, it was a really, I had like a really cool experience, uh, especially with the lottery, because my character is someone who doesn't go on to like the very end of the show. Um, And so I got to stand in the back of the room behind the audience and watch the show from the very back of it and watch all the characters slowly like making their way on and kind of like interacting. And then I get to like kind of just throw myself full force into it in the middle of it, like quite literally like running on the stage. And then um, I get rocks thrown at me. So it's very like all of a sudden, but I think just being able to, like Caroline said, like be in the wings for a second and just like kind of like watch everyone doing their thing was like a really cool experience. Um, I'll add, uh, it was a a role that I had never been kind of given before, like a really serious role. Like if you know me, I'm not a serious person, but I, I was finally given, you know, a huge role and I was able to take this character that I had kind of nothing in common with um, and and bring her to life. And it was such a daunting task getting kind of that script, but my God, was it the best experience ever. And like, it was for me, and like, this is very sentimental and I don't, I don't mean for it to like come off like too sentimental, but it was kind of um, a culmination of everything that I've ever wanted from E52. It like gave me that moment that I've I've always wanted. I, I I never thought in a million years that I'd be able to like walk out and see a standing ovation. Like I remember like audition after audition, P fifty two, like like crying to my mom and being like, I'm never gonna get my moment. I'm never gonna get my moment. And like to finally have it for such a, an amazing show and to like really like deserve it because like Jenna, Victoria, and I like we really like we put everything into those performances and I, I hope people felt that like that we would come up that stage exhausted because we really just put all of our emotions into it so it was an experience that I will never forget and I was literally thinking about it today because I was driving for three hours and I had a lot of time to think to myself and I was like I can't wait until I have like a kid like kids later in life and like maybe they do theater and I get to like show them pictures and be like no I did this too um so it, it, no exit and the Larry no exit was truly so special to me and it always will be. Yeah, just to kind of like echo what Caroline said, like a lot of people, a lot of new people stepped into a lot of different roles. Like I know every single person in our tech booth was like, that was their first time in a tech booth, um, at least with E52. Um, so they like learned a tech booth, all that. Um, but it wasn't just like new freshmen and sophomores who had never been on campus before, who were stepping into new roles. Like even 
<clears throat> excuse me, even upperclassmen were stepping up into new roles. Like I know um, Nicole Schwartzberg, who had acted for many, many semesters with us, she stepped up and she was the stage manager for No Exit. Um, John Demko, who had never been on a P staff before, took on props, which he did with gusto. And like, just, it was so impressive to see how not even just freshmen and sophomores kind of answered and stepped into things after such a long time without like in-person shows, but like it was like all the way up through the ranks. Victoria, who had never acted with us before, stepped into a role, like it was just impressive. I think yeah. it really showed um, just kind of the spirit of U52 and how we could we could do anything. Like, like we put on shows, that's, that's it. It doesn't matter like, you know, not about the, the des- like, we get to the destination and then we, we make the journey happen and like, we get there. The show happens no matter what. That's what you always got to remember for E52. Like, your opening <laughs> night's going to happen. It's going to happen. Well, our next opening night in the semester didn't happen until after spring break. So we had a little bit of a break between the Lottery No Exit and our next show. Um, Amanda, do you want to talk about that next show? The next show that we did was She Kills Monsters, and we did have an entire episode talking about She Kills Monsters, but it was a, a D&D play, and it was a comedy, but it also did have like a very, very sweet message behind it. And this show, we were on, all of us except Caroline were a part of, um, all of us were on stage together for the first time. I won't say the only time, because it doesn't matter. Uh, that doesn't count. But it was, it was so fun. The rehearsal process was always so fun. I... I remember being so excited to go to She Kills Masters rehearsals because like it's it was one of those like E52 is meant to be you know what you do in your spare time and it's meant to be like this is what I do for stress relief away from class and this is where I go to hang out with my friends so I don't have to do my homework uh and for me She Kills Masters rehearsals they really did feel like that it was just hanging out with my friends with a script in my hand um, like just goofing off with tests and writing on the chalkboard when we were back <laughs> backstage was one of my favorite parts but I loved She Kills Monsters I did to be honest She Kills Monsters was um a really special thing for me um because it was all my friends together um and we were all just fooling around on stage um you know being gelatinous cubes and being just crazy people and swinging axes and just having a marvelous time and it was also a kind of role that I've never had the chance to play before. And I have to say the the confidence boost, because everyone around you is kind of hyping you up and they're like, you can do it. You can like swing the axe and you can like wear this thing and you can be marvelous on stage. And I just really, I just really enjoyed like being around my friends and feeling that confidence from them. It was really nice. It's like Amanda mentioned, like this was, I had like did not work on this show at all, which was kind of interesting because I think it was the first um, E52 show that I hadn't had like a hand in in some respect in a very long time. Um, so it was honestly really cool. Like I'd watch, you know, Amanda come home from rehearsals. I'd see the Amazon packages arrive at our doorstep um, in droves. All nine million of them. <laughs> it was so funny. Um, there was one day like they came in like full crates it was like full truckloads it was awesome um and like i'm not <laughs> the amazon guy had one that. delivery that day <laughs> <laughs> i 
Um, but it's like you know I walk upstairs and there's like weapons leaning against um, the, like the one corner and I'm like this is so cool like I'm so I'm seeing like these snippets and these hints of what this show might be and like I kind of know what the plot is because I've had friends who've done it um, at other schools but like obviously that doesn't mean like the vision of the show is going to be anywhere close to the same um, and I hear Amanda like talking like a little bit about what her character's like um, I have heard like, you know, on the great mage Steve jokes, um, <laughs> all of it. So I'm like, I had all of like these little like puzzle pieces in my brain about what it could be. But finally, like getting into the theater, sitting down, watching it. I don't like, I don't even know how to put into words what I expected it to be, but it wasn't that it was so much better. I think like, I could feel you guys having the time of your life on stage. Um, I could feel that like this was the performance, especially for like, I'm thinking of like Abby Badger. Like I could really feel like, yep, this is her senior show. This is her senior moment. I could feel that with Maddie Thompson, like just what, like every time Maddie held that sword aloft and posed, I like got chills because I was like, yes, this is her moment. This is her show. Um, And then the three of you guys and then John, just the laughter and the joy um, that was just emanating off of that stage was infectious. And the show was so much funnier than I ever could have expected. And then also so much sadder and so much more heartfelt. But that show had me laughing one second and just sobbing the next. And just everything about it was electric. Um, and then just seeing you guys after being able to like be in the receiving line of hugs of like, no, wait, that's my friend in the costume. I get to go hug them next. I, I know them. I know them. They were on stage and I know them. I have not had that opportunity to feel like that in a really long time. And it made me so happy. I was kind of in this weird limbo space where I wasn't a main character in the show, but I also worked on the show. So I wasn't an audience member. Um, my character was kind of the comic relief character who came on for a couple scenes. Um, and then I also had the role of publicity, which was super fun for the show. So one of the things that we do in E52 is we have like meet the cast and crew segments on like Instagram and stuff. And so I heard D&D and I said, oh, we're going to introduce everybody via character sheet. So that was something fun I got to do. I got to um, sit down and just say, okay, what is this person like basically vibe check everybody and I got to say what does this person remind me of what would they do in like a D&D game and so that was it was really fun to like not only see everything from the p-staff side because I got to be in p-staff meetings and kind of show everybody what I had been working on but then I also got to show up to rehearsals every couple weeks to do my little my little shtick that I am the great mage Steve <laughs> um and then get to be performing on stage with everybody was a lot of fun so yeah that was my perspective i loved the show oh i loved it i loved it it was amazing it was so much fun to watch it was one of those things you could just feel like the joy um you could feel that like this was a cast that had become like a family and knew each other well enough that every little thing could be hilarious well the last show that we did this semester our last big production um, was actually student written and directed. Um, so that was special kind of experience for all of us. Um, but Tess, will you introduce this show? 
So our last show was Murder at the Starlight Bistro, which is an original by Jess Smith, one of our very own E52 members and our upcoming secretary. She is a rising senior and she wrote a murder mystery from scratch. And this show is really cool because it's actually one of the shows that we all played a part in. Um, So Avery, Amanda and I all acted in it and Caroline did the fabulous costumes um, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I had a question for Caroline actually. Yeah. Um, because since it was an original and it was a murder mystery, like nobody went into it knowing who it was. <clears throat> like obviously all the actors did because it's not like Clue where there's a different ending every night. But there was one person who did it. I'm wondering, did the P staff know going into it who committed the murder? Um, I'm also wondering just from like a general audience perspective if we kept the secret well enough, but yeah. So I had access to the script um, and I was using that to plan out costumes. But I won't lie, you can tell me something and like 20 minutes later, I'll have no idea what you just told me. So even though I had read the script and I had used it to like put together a little costume spreadsheet before, and I'm gonna be real, I, air quotes that you can't see, worked on costumes. I was really there at the beginning stages to help get everything organized. Um, and then Ryan Van Hulst, they really took over um, in the best possible way. Like, I am so grateful for them. They really made those costumes their own. Um, They pioneered a lot of, like, the decisions. They did such a good job. And I'm excited to see their career with E52 continue. Um, Yeah, by the time, um, I think the gulf between, like, pre-spring break, when we were planning out all the costumes, so we knew what we'd need to check from Jax, what people would bring in, um, what we needed to buy, to um, May, when I actually sat down and saw the show, I had completely forgotten who had done it. I think I knew who hadn't done it, if that makes sense. Where, like, they'd bring someone up and I'd be like, no, it wasn't, it wasn't that one. But I couldn't remember how all the pieces fell together. And you guys did such a good job of making it be, like, surprise, twist after twist. Where you're like, oh, it could be them, but I'm not sure. And I'd forgotten some of, like, the little, like, side plots, too. Like, I'd forgotten that. Um, Gabe's character um, and Claire were both involved um, in this like embezzlement money scheme. I'd forgotten that that was a whole plot point too. Um, So watching it all unfold, I was like, oh yes, the dots, the pieces, they're all connecting, they're all fitting into place. So yeah, as an audience member and as P-staff, I thought you guys did a great job. Who did you you think did it? Like, did you have like a guess? I always wondered that like if we like how we did, because there was a little girl in the audience that was so convinced it was me. I knew it wasn't you, because I knew it was one of the women, but I couldn't remember which one it was. And that was the thing. And then I'd completely forgotten about, like, the very, very end, um, where it's like, okay, yes, they tried to poison him. They tried to, he was stabbed. This happened, and then that happened. And I'd forgotten about Tess's bit at the very, very end, when it was like, no, actually, just all of us kind of tried to kill him. Um, but I was the one who really <laughs> did it. Um, and just like the way you handled that monologue at the end, I was like, chills, this is terrifying. I am getting attacked, like in a good way. Like I'm afraid of this woman. Uh, what? Very sultry Tuss, glance Tuss killed me. Towards the screen. Yeah. Um, yeah, so- amazing. <laughs> Even though Tess, Tess's character did end up being like the mastermind behind it all and she gets away with it and everything at the end, I think one of my personal favorite parts of it was my character thinks he did it. Um, he does attempt to try to poison Spencer Avery, but he poisons the wrong water bottle and ends up killing Summer O'Connor, which was Amanda's character, um, which was super fun to play with. But at one point, 
right when Summer's drinking the water bottle with the poison in it, Dante has a line of like, hey, Summer, I don't think we should be drinking water right now. I think we should stop. And he just kind of like, screw you and drink from the water bottle. Anyway, um, and my favorite part was when I said that line, I was sitting all the way in the back um, because it was like immersive. So all the cast members were sitting with the audience and stuff like that. Um, so I was sitting at the very back table whenever that happened. And I would storm up through the center aisle up towards Amanda yelling this line for her to stop drinking the water. And then she would drink it anyway. And then I would go sit back down and I would hear people go, oh, he did it. <laughs> and especially because the whole like intermission is me trying to convince everybody that it wasn't me and like I people said like oh you did convince me that it wasn't you and then having that line and everybody immediately go oh it was him it was very funny to hear and have to act through Avery had to carry off my my dead body with John Dunbar <laughs> and every single time he picked me up without fail my back would crack <laughs> Like it would be like one of those, you know, like those toys, you like you pull it and it goes like that. It, my, my spine sounded exactly like one of those every single night. It was horrible. And it took, I did laugh. I would lay out like a little chuckle, but like I would have to try and keep a straight face. So I'd just be like, like suffering. Because really like, like, you felt it. I don't know if anyone heard it though. I was going to nah. say, I'm surprised nobody heard it because it was so loud. loud. So bad. We were all just so upset that you died. We weren't like... <laughs> focusing on the noises. So that show was really cool to see everybody's like improv chops um, because like like Caroline, we have a couple members of the Rubber Chickens and Riot Act, like our improv troops on campus who are part of E52 as well. Um, but I don't think the show featured any of them. I think everybody was just straight E52 members. And so hearing like Melissa add bits as her <laughs> character, Sophie or um, Donovan, um, one of our new members as his character Sebastian added some bits and John Demko adding bits and just everybody just letting all of their their improv juices flow was a lot of fun to be a part of. It was yeah. great. It was it was it was kind of cool to be part of something so monumental. Like no one had played these characters before, so we could play them however we wanted to. Like there was no way that we could be like oh how'd some, how would someone else say this line like everything was up to you to make these decisions for yourself and I thought that was so fun and like as an audience member um and as someone who does improv like it was awesome to interact with you guys I had so one of my favorite bits was just at the very beginning they'd be like can I help you with anything um and then I was sitting next to Maddie Thompson we just keep requesting different kinds of food and it was just a wonderful to see the like hilarious and creative excuses you guys had for just not having food <laughs> at this restaurant. Um, my favorite was John Demko. We just asked him for some water and he looks at us and he like just like nods and is like, huh, mm-hmm, y- yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We just ran out of water. <laughs> the lead up to the very simple of, you know what, we're out, destroyed me. That I loved saying, not a waiter. I would people go, can I have this? I'm like, mm, not a waiter. And then I'd say, um, and if you need anything, ask someone else. And then I'd walk away from the table. <laughs> My favorite thing was, um, I don't remember who did it. I want to say it was a little kid who came to see the show. Um, but my, my character's whole shtick was I was blaming Jody Baker, um, who was my character's sous chef, who was becoming the head chef, yada, yada, yada. Um, but she had like the full chef's chef's uniform on. She had the coat, she had the hat, everything. 
and somebody suggested to my character who was just like he looked like a psychiatric patient if you look at him but he was just like crazy and desperate for his job back and so somebody suggested to my character they were like what if she's hiding the murder weapon in her hat a la ratatouille and so in a moment of just improv and i don't know it came over to me i strode as fast as i could across that like the uh, west lounge where we were performing and i yanked the hat off of poor priyanka's head <laughs> and she had no idea it was coming and she just turned around and looked at me and i was like i'm sorry um, but i did get a couple chuckles out of it so it was worth it who's those kids that i was sitting with they hated you <laughs> like they hated your character because i remember uh it was when Dante was explaining that he was divorced and that his wife left him and I was sitting next to the kid and we were having the best time because like you know how kids are like very shy but like by the end of it I really got them out of their shell and you were like my wife left me and the kid leaned over to me he was maybe 11 and went do you see what he's wearing of course she left him I was like I have to keep it together I was in the front table front row and I was laughing so hard with these kids Oh, I loved it. <laughs> the thing that I will always remember is um, one of our E52 traditions is a banana is on stage. Um, <laughs> somewhere on stage, like for no exit. It was in, I think, Amanda, your purse. It was in my purse. Um, it was in your purse. I, just like they, they appear in random places. You don't always see them, but we know they're there. Um, but the, the banana for this show was in my character's fanny pack. And just I would pull it out at random times and start eating it. Um, and one night I had started to eat it and it was all mushy from being in my fanny pack. So I was having a hard time like opening it and eating it. Um, and I had to go say a line where I had to like walk from the back to the front. So I had the banana halfway open and I'm walking up to the front and I threw it on a table and I said, hold this. And then I went to go say my line. And then a couple lines later, I look out into the audience and there's Jenna Dorian sitting there eating my banana. <laughs> and so like... In the moment, I did not do anything. I realize now I should have like gone out into the audience and made a scene because that would be in the character. But the whole time I'm sitting there looking at Jenna, like, don't you eat my banana? Like, <laughs> but just seeing Jenna realize what she was doing was hilarious. The last couple of things are not shows um, that E52 did, but we did still have a couple more events. The first one was not actually E52 hosted, but E52 did make a showing. Um, the annual UD Awards, um, which are awards presented by the university in general for individuals and RSOs um, and their accomplishments for the year. And we did actually have a couple people win some things, which was pretty cool. Um, so the first one that was won was um, for our very own Amanda Kovaleski for it is you for being outstanding treasurer so she was the most outstanding treasurer in all of UD this year so big congratulations to you Amanda thank you um the second award was actually for one of our shows um it won outstanding program and that was laughter on the 23rd floor directed by Amanda um stage managed by Caroline and acted in by testing myself so that was cool to get recognized for an outstanding program in the whole university for our production the grossman award which is awarded to a senior with just outstanding involvement and just impact on the ud community 
was won by our very own Nicole Schwartzberg, who has acted and done P-Staffs for us for a very long time. So big congratulations to Nicole Schwartzberg, Amanda Kovaleski, our two individual winners, and the casting crew of Laughter on the 23rd Floor for their award. Big round of applause, UD Awards. Woo woo! Woo! The second to last thing that happened this semester was our end of the year banquet full of senior trivia, senior videos, Louis Awards, food. It was just a very good time, all brought to us by Caroline Berger, our social coordinator. (laughs) This was my last event that I planned with U52, and it was another one where I'm like, well, I didn't join uh, E52 until my sophomore year, so this was my very first live, not over Zoom, spring banquet. Um, So huge just shout out to Jenna, um, huge shout out to Amanda, huge shout out to the entire banquet team. Um, for really just stepping up and helping me and answering all of my questions of, all right, so what do I do now? Um, Kate's hosted a fantastic evening for us. Um, bartenders were super sweet. When we realized we forgot um, markers, because um, we have to, you know, make sure people under 21 are dutifully marked. We'd forgotten markers, and the bartenders, like, scraped a giant handful of them for us from behind the bar, um, which was the sweetest thing ever. Um all of the servers, everyone working at Kate's was super helpful and friendly, and they delivered a delicious and allergen-friendly meal, um, which I am so grateful for after being, ooh, hurt physically by UD catering, to then finally be able to have a good dip, a good appetizer, a good meal where I could get some rice and beans and just have a nice time. Um, love Kate's a for that. I just got a dessert. Kate's provided. And yeah. Kate's filled my soul. Um, but it was also just... So and our bellies. Kids. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Both. What is a soul but a belly? And what is a belly mm-hmm. but a soul? <laughs> Philosophy. Um, and then I got lots of photos with my friends. I had a night of just hugging people, crying my eyes out in a good way. Um, sorry, John, again, about your shirt. I cried <laughs> directly into John's chest when giving him a hug. And when I pulled back, there was just like this perfect little dot of mascara um and I just remember like looking at him and like with tears just like you sure I'm sorry and then we had a good running gag for the rest of the night that I was gonna pay his dry cleaning bill I didn't but (laughs) (laughs) I did not spoiler alert I didn't yeah I'm so thankful to everyone who worked on um, banquet like Avery for tackling the Louis, um, our wonderful little awards that are truly better than the Oscars. Um, in case you're wondering, <laughs> um, but it is a monumental task to go through all of the nomination forms, um, set up everything, get everything printed and coordinated. And Avery and Jenna really just went above and beyond on that, so that when it came time to actually banquet party, we could all sit back and have a great time. And it was one of my favorite memories of the semester. Honestly, I'll say the Louis are so much, they were so much fun to do because like the nomination form is obviously open to the whole organization. So like people are going to nominate things that you don't remember. So going through nominations was like a walk down memory lane and it was like best on stage fail and people wrote down stuff that like I had even forgotten about. So it was, it was so fun to just go through those and then getting to recognize people at the at the banquet for everything they had done in the semester and the just the year in general was so much fun. Um, but yeah, maybe we can even attach the 
like the list of uh, who won for what category so people can take a look if they haven't gotten a chance, if you weren't at banquet or something like that. And you can just see where all the Louis ended up. But yeah, that was our banquet. And then the last thing that happened actually went out just a couple of days ago. Um, and it was our spring edition of the Encore brought to us by Emily Killian and Tessa Edwards and just celebrating the year in general. Tess, do you want to talk about that? Yeah, so for those of you who don't know, the Encore is E52's student newspaper um, and it's basically just kind of going over all the things that make E52 so special. So we recap the shows and um, we have interviews from new members and from graduating members. Um, in this edition, you also get to meet the new board and you get to say a really nice goodbye to the old board. Um, and there's just lots of little treats for everyone to enjoy and like think about how wonderful the semester was. It's a nice recap. <laughs> so we'll also link to that in our show notes. If you didn't get a chance to read that, you can go through and read all about the shows that happened this past semester, the board, the new board, the old board, everything that kind of makes E52 E52 is in that little book, that not booklet, but our newsletter. But yeah, that's everything E52 kind of got up to this semester. We had some shows, we had some awards, all that kind of stuff. Um, if you're looking to get involved, um, specifically with the podcast, fortunately, our dear Amanda is graduating. Um, so we are looking for somebody who's interested in co-hosting. Um, so if you're interested, please email me or Tess, um, and we will talk to you about what it means to be a co-host and all that kind of stuff. Um, but other than that, we have one more episode this semester. So make sure you're on the lookout for that. Um, and without further ado, I'm Avery. I'm Tess. I'm Amanda. And I'm Caroline. Until next time, let us hear you request for your cheesecake back. <laughs>